Morning has broken on your cold autumn lawn. The pumpkins are rotting in the front yard. The candy looks sickly and sweet. And your stomach hurts from everything you consume from your night of gluttony. It's a Halloween hangover, but you're not the type to let the spooky go away. What can you do now? <laughs> Hello, Hainted Loves. Welcome to Homespun Haints. Bonus edition. I'm Becky. And I'm Diana. And we're here to tell you about all the ways that you can keep the spooky going after Halloween or Samhain or All Saints Eve or All Hallows Eve or whatever you call it is over. Because as we know... Some of us are spooky all year. Mm-hmm, but we need some help. We need motivation. Where's my motivation to keep being spooky, Becky? Uh, other than trying to get rid of those those rotting pumpkins, because they're pretty spooky. <laughs> Your daughter wants to blow them up. I know. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good idea or a bad idea, but I want to be here when it happens. We can arrange that. I'll get the guillotine. <laughs> oh, wait, that's, that's not blowing. Anyway, continue. <laughs> so if we don't blow up pumpkins, what will be our tradition this year for keeping the spooky alive after Halloween? Well, we came up with some basic ideas, ways for basic witches such as ourselves to continue the season yes. into the late fall, early winter. Because as we know, winter is also its own spooky self. Mm-hmm. Every season is spooky if you just look for the spooky. Exactly. Except the end of fall and November is all about family gatherings, which can be spooky if you are part of the Adams family. But if you're just part of my family, they're pretty vanilla. It, in late fall, it, it tends to focus around family Thanksgiving. So what can we do? What can we do as average people? basic folk to keep the spooky going folks here's my ideas number one it's time to buy pumpkin spice did you know everything fall comes out pumpkin spice but right before the end of november it all goes on sale because they're all limited time only right so if you want to get yourself a pumpkin spice candle a pumpkin spice bath bomb i saw a pumpkin spice caesar salad kit Probably oh. don't stock up on those. Those probably won't last. No. But they might be on sale. They After might be Halloween. on sale. Yeah. yeah. A medical spy called me up and offered a pumpkin facial. Mmm. And I thought, that sounds terrible. Oh, I, I use pumpkin enzymes on my skin. Really? It's not that bad. Then if it's so good for you, why don't they do it year round? Why is it only a limited thing? (laughs) (laughs) They probably do pumpkin facials all year, but pumpkin spice facials exclusively in the fall. Okay, I do not want mace (laughs) on my face. No mace on my face. So that's the thing. And plus, you can always buy spooky candy this season that you won't be able to get for the rest of the year. They always put an expiration date on Halloween candy that's right before next Halloween so you don't stock up. But you know what? You're going to eat it anyway. It never even lasts till Halloween. Exactly. In other words, now's a good time to buy your candy on sale. It's kind of hard to find candy on sale, but there are places where you might be able to get some Halloween candy, post-Halloween candy sales at a good rate. I see a lot of good stuff at Big Lots. Ooh. They have some post-Halloween candy. Aldi tends to have post-Halloween stuff on sale. So I could probably go get my post-Halloween pumpkin Caesar salad kit and lettuce might just be a little brown. <laughs> just a little Should brown. Good. Yeah. You can yeah. save the Caesar salad kit. That is pumpkin spice. I don't know what part of it is pumpkin spice. Maybe it's got pumpkin seeds with cinnamon on them. I don't know. Okay. So that's a great tip. Go buy your pumpkin spice candles. I mean, that's a great one that they usually last a while. Exactly. Yeah. I have one right here. It doesn't work very well anymore, but it is about 15 years old. 
I think I bought it on sale at Pottery See? Barn. It'll still be good next spooky season if you get it on sale now. Obviously, you want to get your Halloween decorations on sale. Of course. But you have to get those like on November 1st. Mm-hmm. They go fast. They will go fast. They go and fast. Also, most places are big box stores that'll put them in storage until next year. You got to be like a ninja. You do have to be like a ninja. It's true. Actually, maybe like three or four days before Halloween, a lot of that stuff will go on sale because they just assume most people have already got that stuff up. <laughs> Other than buying things on sale, I'm sure you have some other great tips for us. Oh, my thought is you need to incorporate elements of your Halloween costume into your permanent wardrobe just to remind you of good times. Oh, I like that. So what would be a great item from your Halloween costume that you would incorporate into your day to day? Well, I got this beautiful shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Tyana's going as a cult leader. My costume <laughs> this year, I was a 1960s cult leader. And I consider it a win if somebody asks me if I'm Klaus. I carried <laughs> pamphlets to hand out to people. I had HH carved into my forehead. I had a fake wispy beard. I like making crafts out of trash. I collect the cotton balls from the tops of my supplements and make beards out of them. So there was that. And I handed out grape Kool-Aid packets. I love yeah, it. Yeah. So, you know, an easy way that you could incorporate your costume into day-to-day life is just keep that HH carved into your forehead. Keep, for yeah, I mean, it's going to scar, so. Really? That's dedicated to the brand of Homespun Heat. I'm so dedicated. Oh. We won't be on this planet long anyways. Would you like some Kool-Aid? <laughs> no? Still no? Uh. Yeah, if this podcasting thing doesn't work out, we're just going to start a cult. <laughs> I have practice now. <laughs> All right. So yeah, what what types of parts of your costume do you think you'd incorporate into your day-to-day life? I know you would incorporate those pants that I wore, the bell-bottoms I wore, because those are yours in the first place. Yeah, I wear those all the time. Uh, yeah. yeah. I kind of look like I'm dressed for Halloween all the time anyway, just because I have an odd sense of style. Which parts of your current wardrobe were originally Halloween costumes? <laughs> All um, of them. <laughs> there's a baseball cap that says Camp Nowhere that I've I wear regularly. Yeah. <laughs> Keeps the sun out of my From eyes. Stranger Things. I got some really cool heart sunglasses that I've been wearing regularly. I have a lot of fishnets that <laughs> yeah. I purchased with the intention of them being Halloween costumes, and they have just kind of made their way into my daily wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of jewelry, too. Oh, cool. In fact, I used to raid the pharmacy shelves around Halloween for makeup because the makeup that I would find regularly would not suit my needs. Mm -hmm. So it was around Halloween, and this is when I'm in my 20s. For those of you that aren't as old as us, it used to be really hard to find things like black nail polish or glow-in-the-dark nail polish or black eyeliner or hair mascara. Do you remember hair mascara? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was the best. Hair chalk. You can only find it around Halloween. Mm -hmm. So I would stock up. Yes. And then I would use that year round. Everybody would be like, where'd you get that black nail polish? Where'd you get the glow in the dark nail tips? Where'd you get that really cool purple eyeshadow and purple lipstick and black lipstick and all that Halloween, man. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily part of my Halloween costume. It was just part of my everyday wear, but it was part of other people's Halloween costumes. Exactly. And that's what I'm promoting right now is just to take your elements for your costume and put them into your normal wardrobe just to remind yourself that once upon a time, this was a spooky thing. I'm thinking also we could get a winter coat that reminds us of a Halloween costume. Why not wear a cape all winter, Oh, Becky? I like that. Right? You know, I did see some capes for sale in the Halloween costume section of Target, and I was like, 
Why is this a Halloween costume? <laughs> it's just a cape. People used to wear capes all the time. You can't wear like a jacket with a hoop skirt. No, no. I do want a cape. I want a hoop skirt. Oh. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> It'd be a little hard to get around. I get guess through doorways. Doors used cars. to be wider. Maybe. I don't no, know. they didn't have doors back then. They didn't. You just walked right in. It was when people lived in event venue tents. <laughs> yes, exactly. Nice. So continuing on the theme of continuing costumes, why can't our holiday parties be costume parties? You mean like the season's greetings, winter holiday yeah, Exactly. Christmas, yeah, Hanukkah, when we have our, our winter holiday parties, what's wrong with a Dickensian theme, for example? It's fairly Ooh. goth and dark. I love that. Kensian themes. or I mean, a Christmas carol. There's a tons of ghosts in that. Yes, yes. In a way, we do have this tradition with the ugly sweater party. Oh, yeah, exactly. Except that's usually not so goth. But it could be. Yeah, we need goth ugly sweaters, don't mm-hmm. we? There we go. So we need to buy ugly Halloween sweaters and Christmify them. I love this idea. I would love to have a Christmas-themed masquerade ball. If you do want to be sort of pan-religious with your holidays, you could do something that's a masquerade or that's a costume party, and it doesn't really matter what you're celebrating. You could just say, come in costume. Some people will come in Christmassy costumes. Some will come in Halloween-y costumes. Yeah, you could just say, come as your favorite messiah. Aww, (laughs) that's cute. That's a good idea. I, yeah, I think I think definitely going to see a performance of the Christmas Carol and cheering inappropriately for the ghosts would be oh yes. a, good, a good holiday. I love that. Cheer yeah. as well. Yeah, go see the Nutcracker and do the same thing for the Mouse King. There we go. <laughs> there we go, yeah. Cheering for the evil characters in Christmas plays. I really think that one of the traditions from Halloween that should be alive longer than it is is playing tricks on your neighbors. That's a tradition on Halloween. Yeah, trick-or-treating. But I thought people just did the treating part. Nowadays, treating was the trade-off for not playing tricks on your neighbors. There was the rowdy crew of boys that would go through and destroy everybody's garden. And to keep them from destroying people's gardens, they would give them candy to placate them or treats. Or whatever kids ate back 200 years ago, milk-soaked bread or whatever. Oh man, that just sounds like the 4th of July here in Georgia. What, why are you giving me that look? What kind of pranks do you play on the 4th no, of July? No, not pranks, just destroying property. Destroying property. <laughs> Shooting into the air. And drunk and <laughs> spraying. Setting off firecrackers. Mm. <laughs> they do that year round here. Mm. Okay, so yes, we could bring back the tradition of playing pranks on your neighbors. I don't like this, though. <laughs> no. You think your neighbors are going to one-up you? No, I, I like my neighbors liking me. <laughs> Which is good, you know? Their dogs don't crap in my yard if I'm good to them. Yeah, I don't know. I think of pranks as harmless when they're harmless. I mean, I don't do mean pranks. Okay, give us an example of a harmless prank well, to pull on your neighbor. So you could take all of your junk mail for a month and store it up and then put it in their mailbox? Nobody likes that. <laughs> <laughs> you could put up all your decorations for a holiday and then take it down and be like, did you have a good holiday yesterday? But do it like the day before the holiday. So they're like, wait. That was yesterday? (laughs) Be a lot of work. It'd be a lot of time-consuming work to take down all of your decorations the day before the holiday and then put them back up. Mm. I was thinking more like just putting 50 pink flamingos in their front yard or something. Saying, happy birthday! But it's not their birthday. No, I guess that's not funny at all. Hmm. So no pranks that you can think of that your neighbors would enjoy? 
I mean, once the gutter cleaners accidentally cleaned my neighbor's gutters and repaired her screen door. That's a great prank. Instead of she ours. She probably loved that. She did. She gave me a free piece of pie. <laughs> There you go. Listeners, what kind of pranks would you be so happy to have played on you that you would give your neighbors free pie? We need to know. Destroying their mailbox doesn't count. Maybe if you just went over and offered them a pie. (laughs) Here's a pie. Yeah, that's weird. You you could say this is for your birthday, then just watch them be awkward when it's their birthdays in June. (laughs) Anyway, what's number four? (laughs) (laughs) I think probably it's a really good idea. So right after Halloween, the veil is still thin, but it's starting to close. And so I think now would be the perfect time to summon some ghosts and then figure out how to use Halloween leftovers to distract them long enough that the veil closes and they can't go back until next year. That way they have to be your friends all year. Okay, well, this is really easy. Just put two mirrors across from each other and they're going to come in and get stuck. There you go. Veil or no veil. (laughs) <laughs> or you could summon a demon. Mm. They, they tend to not like to leave. They don't like to leave. Exactly. This wouldn't be a good trick because the whole point is to wait till the veil closes so they have to stay and hang out with you. Demons just want to hang out with you because you're soul. What could you lure a ghost with? Candy? Mm. Fishnet stockings? Mm. I mean, what else would you have on hand after Halloween? You could dress in a costume from their time period that would make them confused enough that they would stick around long enough that you could get the veil closed and they'd have to stay. And then you need to throw a party in that time period. And then (laughs) you can have all your friends come over while they're dressed like they're from the Victorian era. And then make it very clear that the ghosts should go home with each of your friends. Yeah, it's like a it's like a party favor. See, you're already thinking of good pranks to play on. I I guess so. Well, I like that one. That's a good one. Summoning ghosts is always a good idea. (laughs) Never don't summon (laughs) ghosts. Right. Do not try any of this at home. (laughs) (laughs) And also, uh, just a slightly more serious one, you could always foster a black rescue cat. That is a good one. Until it's safe, because if you don't know, people do tend to do mean, mean things to black cats that are running around in neighborhoods or adoptable at shelters. And shelters don't really have a lot of control over whether or not that's going to happen. So you could always offer to foster a black cat temporarily in your home during the Halloween and spooky season until it is safe for them to be adopted again. I love that. And you may end up with a foster fail where you it's love true. the cat so much <laughs> you have to keep it. Most fosters do fail. Not for me. I just tend to hate everybody. So <laughs> we fostered a dog once and I was like two days in. I was like, why do we still have this dog? Get it out. Get it out. Get it out. Oh, you wouldn't be like that with a cat, though. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Probably not, though. You're probably right. Cats are... They win your heart even when they're little assholes. Yes. And black cats are adorable. And it is true. They are in danger this time of year. So if you feel like you would like to help somebody out, and by somebody I mean somebody with pointy ears and four paws, do consider keeping one in your home even for a few days. Yeah, even just a few days of fostering that kitty might save its life. Definitely worth it. Yeah, yeah. Wait until, make sure that you can save it until after weirdo season is over exactly so back to being goofy i think 
You remember how last year I had the squirrels carve my pumpkins for me? Yes. I think with the pumpkins that haven't rotted yet, some people actually live in areas where it's cold enough that the pumpkins on their porch have been preserved by now. Yeah, I know. They may even have snow in them. They may be ice pumpkins. Exactly. (laughs) So if you still have pumpkin pieces that look good, I think you should make bird feeders and squirrel feeders out of those pumpkin pieces. Wouldn't that be cute? Just put a little nut butter on them and then some bird seed and the squirrels would love that. Yeah, they would. Even if you just take the jack-o'-lanterns that you've made, if they're still in good condition, you can put a little bit of bird seed or peanut butter or something on the inside and leave the tops off and then set up a motion detector camera to film the face and then you'll probably end up with a little squirrel poking its head through the little eye hole. Aww, and that'd be cute. cute. Yes, for a little bird. <laughs> yeah, so set up a squirrel cam. Uh-huh. Put some treats within your jack-o'-lanterns that are still in good condition. Believe me, they will eat not only the treats, but also the pumpkin itself. So be prepared to dispose of it with gloves on once it's all done, because they won't eat the whole thing, those little bastards. Or just bury it, and then you might end up with pumpkins growing there. And if You might, yes, yeah, so if you haven't hollowed out the seeds. Yes. Yes, pumpkins don't grow from pumpkins. No. All right, these are all great suggestions. Do you have more for me? There was a couple more. I think it's important because as it gets colder... Insects tend to move into your house because it gets cold outside. The insects are like, what's this crap? I'm going somewhere warm. This is a nice little warm house. (laughs) So in order to combat this problem, I suggest you set up a spider sanctuary. Oh, that sounds good. Because not only will this combat the problem, but this will provide free food for your spider sanctuary as the insects come in during the colder months. And it'll keep it spooky in your house because... Who cares about decorative spider webs if you have real ones? Now, what do you mean by spider sanctuary? Do you mean just don't kill the spiders? Yeah, when just they don't of- kill them. Just let, let them roam. I was helping two spider survivors in your shower. You know, I don't night. like the yeah. idea of them being two. Were they male and female? <laughs> I bet they were. I don't know. They were fighting. They were having a little lover spat right over my head while I was showering. (laughs) I kept squeaking. One of them will probably be eaten. I couldn't quite focus on them. They were too far away for me because they were on the ceiling. But I thought they had a little baby on their web. But it it turned out that it wasn't a baby. It was somebody's exoskeleton. Oh, okay. That's delightful. It was cute. It's still there. The spiders have disappeared. So they're probably in my bed or in my makeup or my socks or something. You wanted to create a sanctuary for them. I know. You know, the good news is, at least here in Georgia, we do not have that many venomous spiders. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, you would recognize them. Brown recluses, which are the ones to fear the most because they're very tiny and hard to see, they don't build webs. So if you find a spider in a web, and it's not a black widow, and you can easily point out what a black widow looks like. It's black and it has that bright red hourglass tummy. Otherwise, let them be. So black widows and brown recluse are the only poisonous spiders in Georgia? only venomous spiders that I'm aware of here in Georgia. That is also true in Oklahoma. Yeah, so yeah, pretty much throughout the U.S., yes. Brown recluse are evil, though. Black widows just want to get along. They don't want to harm you. They just want to be left alone. Brown recluse are evil. They They're are. like the wasps of the arachnid kingdom or something. <laughs> they, they just exist to be assholes at everybody else. But yeah, other spiders. Other spiders are safe. And I really think the more spiders you have in your house that are harmless, the fewer venomous spiders there will be room for. There's a good point, yes. It's a great excuse for not cleaning out your corners. Why clean them out when you could have free spiderweb decorations all over? <laughs> you know, it's a Russian tradition in my, in my husband's family not to kill spiders. Cool, it's why is cons- that? It's considered bad luck if you kill a spider in your it house. It is bad luck, especially if you're a spider. <laughs> it's because they, they eat the bugs. They keep your house clear of bugs. 
I would always get in trouble when I would go over there and smash all the spiders. Also, have you heard that meme that the spiders that you find are the dumb spiders? So when you kill the spiders that you see, you're actually breeding smarter spiders that know how to hide. That makes sense. You're killing off the dumb ones, taking them out of the gene pool and breeding smarter ones. So even if you think you're killing all the spiders, you're not killing all the spiders, sorry. So your home is probably a spider sanctuary within the walls anyway. You may as well take it out in the open and celebrate those stupid spiders spiders that want to exist in your space in the sun. Exactly. Most I mean, of them are probably harmless. Mostly. To humans. To humans, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, you know how every store right now is vying for your spooky dollars with the accessories and costumes and makeup that you used to have to stock up on at <laughs> Halloween because you were a spooky girl all year long and they were only available during October. Well, screw that. Now there's companies yes. like our sponsors yes. that produce spooky products all year round. Why not support small businesses that want spooky people to be happy all year instead of big box businesses that just want your dollars when it's October? Please do check out our sponsor, Witch Baby Soap. Witch Baby Soap is an amazing company. We approached them. We wanted to promote them because we absolutely love their spooky graveyard inspired products <laughs> I mean who doesn't want a bath bomb that's going to turn your water black as your dark soul yeah so here's a shameless plug for which baby soap and if you use the code homespun you can get 15% off you don't have to wait for after Halloween for that one precisely they're spooky all year same thing with ectogasm I know we don't talk about it as much as we used to but we still partner with ectogasm to help support our podcast ectogasm makes spooky accessories that are similar to what you might find in the Halloween department of big box stores but much higher quality and much more unique and it's a small business yes. spooky like you so ectogasm.net if you use code HAINTS all caps you can get 10% off your order of $20 or more. So thank you all so much for listening to our spooky Halloween hangover tips. Diana, thanks for coming up with those. Yes, and if you have any special things you do all year to keep the Halloween alive, let us know, because I bet we'll be doing them with you if we hear about it. And if you're a small business that makes spooky products and you'd like to reach out to us for sponsorship opportunities, please do so at info at homespunhaints.com. And while you're at it, check out our show notes at homespunhaints.com and follow us on TikTok. We finally reached a thousand followers on TikTok at homespunhaints. And so we'll be doing some lives. Keep Mm -hmm. an eye out for that. That'll keep the spooky going. That will, that will, because... Diana and I are not afraid to summon ghosts <laughs> for entertainment purposes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Hainted Loves, for listening. Thank you, Diana, for coming up with those spooky tips. Thank you, Becky, for listening to my spooky tips. It's been a wonderful spooky season, and I'm glad I spent it with you. <laughs> <laughs> and to all of our Hainted Loves, we're glad you spent it with us. And we hope you had a spooky day. Homespun Haints is hosted by Becky Kilimnik and Diana Doty and produced by Homespun Haints Media LLC. Editing and music by Becky Kilimnik. Show notes by Diana Doty. If you have a ghost story and you'd like to be considered as a guest for this podcast, please visit our website at homespunhaints.com slash submit.